It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. The opinions and views expressed by the host and guest are not necessarily the views and opinions of the Blake Radio Network. Broadcasting, broadcasting, broadcasting to the world. Broadcasting to the world, to the world, to the world. BlakeRadio.com. Music for your mind, body, and soul. Talk radio at its best. You are listening to Rainbow Soul from BlakeRadio.com. Healing with Dr. Daniels, and this you're listening to the Blake Radio Network Rainbow Soul. And it is Tuesday, February 3rd, more or less 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And today's topic is Rethink Your Possessions, Improve Your Health. And tonight I'm going to talk about the things Dr. Daniels does not own and why these things make it easier to be healthy. Now, this uh, show occurred to me because many people believe that being healthy is a very expensive, complex, involved endeavor. When, like many things in life, you can actually get improvement by letting go of certain things, by not doing certain things. In other words, being unhealthy often requires active engagement, actively doing things that are unhealthy. And so by stopping those things, not doing those things, it's, of course, you become healthier. But the next step before the doing or not doing is to not even owning things. If you don't even own certain things, it limits the amount of unhealthy impact you can have. That's that's so it's really important. So tonight I'm going to talk about things I don't own. And uh, I think people will be very, very surprised. And this is not to say that you shouldn't own these things, 
but it's to stimulate your thinking and say, hey, maybe there's things I own that are really not that important to me that I could get rid of. And I would be healthier and happier and probably a bit wealthier. So uh, what I put on this list are things that directly improve my health because they lower toxins, uh, they lower poisons, and other things because they simply lower emotional stress. The emotional stress can really drain your nutrition. So here you are eating healthy, you know, you've got this great intestinal environment, you're absorbing your nutrients, and then they're all being chewed up by stress. And a lot of the stress is like the drops of rain wearing away a mountain. It's just that we tolerate and accept so much of this stuff into our lives that it becomes, the total weight of it becomes damaging. So that's what we're going to take a look at. So uh, one really important thing in my life is to arrange my life so that in the event that I am harmed, in the event that I am murdered, nobody, nobody gets a dime. That's very, very serious. What many people don't realize is most murders are actually economically motivated. Certainly all the murders in the medical field. In other words, people who commit these murders or murder these patients fully expect to get paid, and that's why they do it. Um, you know, bank robbers rob banks because that's where the money is. Um, healthcare individuals, whether it's hospital executives or doctors or insurance executives or drug companies, they murder for the insurance money. And so that's why, number one, I do not have health insurance. Do not have health insurance. I have not had it since 1994. I had a baby in 92. I had insurance but didn't use it. So I guess since 93, I've not had health insurance. And I would not accept it if it were a gift. And if someone told me to have it, I wouldn't use it. So this is very, very important not to have health insurance. You want to remove the motive for your murder. So you want anyone who takes care of you to know that if you die, boom, no more bills get paid. The average person is unaware that when they die in the hospital, bills are being submitted for their care, payments are being negotiated for fully uh, months after their death. I would say easily six months, easily six months, possibly even up to a year. So the people involved in your murder, when you're murdered by medicine, they fully expect and they know they will collect in the event of your death. And this actually makes your death much more likely. So health insurance, don't carry it. Life insurance, don't have it. Again, very important. In the event of my death, nobody, nobody gets paid. Now, I know a lot of you listening saying, oh, you know, I've got, I've got children. Who's going to take care of them? Oh, I've got debts. I've got bills. We'll get to that later on. But even when I had children, uh, I got rid of my life insurance. I had to have life insurance while I had a mortgage on my medical office building. But as soon as that requirement for life insurance was gone, boom, no life insurance. 
no life insurance. So if something happened to me, the kids need to be taken care of, fine. Sell everything. Uh, do the best you can. Have the kids carry their weight, whatever. Again, this is just something to think about. Uh, when you have life insurance, you've created basically a moral hazard. Maybe one you're willing to live with, but it's a moral hazard. In other words, there's a possibility you could be worth more dead than alive. And so it's, it's important to keep your value, your living value, higher than your dead value. So life insurance, you don't carry it, don't have it. Again, uh, if someone offered it to me for free, or like they do in the mail, for $1 you can get $10,000 in coverage, forget it. Disability insurance. Now this is interesting, because this one is very subtle. And this one is kind of, uh, it's kind of insinuates itself into your moral fiber. One reason why many people submit to murder by medicine, mutilation by medicine, torture by medicine, is because they believe that they have adequately prepared for all possible outcomes. So if they become disabled as a result of the doctor's actions, then they've got disability insurance. If the doctor is incompetent, then uh, they can sue for malpractice. So if they feel that with these financial mechanisms, they've adequately provided for various outcomes. And I would say that's not true. It's absolutely false. In the case of disability insurance, what happens is it allows you to be seduced into being less vigilant. So when the doctor says, well, we're going to do XYZ procedure, and it might disable you. In your mind, says, oh, I've got, I've got disability insurance. And this is what you don't want. What you want to have happen is to say, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't want to be disabled. I can't be disabled. Let's find another way. So disability insurance is part of allowing you to be less vigilant, um, giving you that false sense that um, this outcome will be provided for. When actually it's not. Um, most disability policies... Um, pay an amount that is definitely not adequate. Um, the other thing that happens is disability insurances that are generous often pay for a limited period of time, which is so shocking. And then, of course, you have the ultimate disability policy, which is Social Security uh, Disability, or SSI. This monthly payment amount from SSI is so incredibly small I have had patients qualify for SSI disability, and once they found out how small it was, they actually gave it back. They actually said, no, I don't want that disability. I can earn more money making my best effort as a disabled person. So this disability insurance is actually um, an illusion in terms of its desirability or benefit. It's always desirable not to be disabled. That's a disability insurance. Uh, also, one more thing I want to say about disability is many people um, anticipate permanent disability. For example, uh, my mother was in this devastating head-on crash. And as a result of the head-on accident, you know, she's, several bones were broken. Obviously, she was unable to do her job. But over time, her body healed, and she was able to actually uh, retire from one and a half additional careers. 
So most disabilities, as devastating as they seem initially, are actually temporary. Next thing uh, Dr. Daniels does not have is dental insurance. I do not have dental insurance. Um, why? Why? Well, first of all, many dental issues can be handled, what we think of as dental issues, can be handled without a dentist. Number one. Number two, many of the solutions that dentists present us with are actually quite toxic and hazardous to our health. And so having dental insurance then creates a situation where a person resorts to um, deadly dental solutions, whether it's uh, mercury amalgams, whether it's root canals. There is a whole uh, assortment of things here. So dental insurance, I do not have. Now, optical insurance, I don't have. The reason not to have optical insurance, even though, as many of you see my picture, I do wear glasses, is the aggravation of trying to use the stuff. Um, I had optical insurance. I had a part-time job way back when in the 90s, and they had optical insurance. I said, oh, great. I'm going to go to the optical place that they suggest and uh, get whatever my insurance will pay for. Oh, it was a aggravating, uh, difficult ordeal. And, of course, when you get there, you get the uh, strong arm upsell, and they end up charging you a lot of money anyway and the inflated prices. And by the time the amount your insurance will pay for is factored in, you're still left with a pretty hefty uh, sum. Sophical insurance, forget it. Now, I don't have uh, doctor's appointments because I simply choose not to. Uh, if, if I've got a health issue, then I just uh, tough it out, go in the kitchen, look for some herbs, get to work, and take care of it. But more importantly, I prefer to prevent it. So I do periodic uh, cleansing with Vitality Capsule. I do periodic cleansing with enemas, make sure I drink lots of water, and just keep things cleaned out so that I don't end up uh, with illnesses. So no doctor's appointments. Now, what would happen if I did get really, 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 really super, super sick? I imagine uh, that my body might heal itself or I imagine that I might die. Those are possibilities. Those are definite possibilities. So no doctor's appointments, we don't bother with those. Prescription drug card. I don't have a prescription drug card. You say, well, Dr. Downs, you don't have insurance. Would you believe that I ordered some supplements from someplace in the United States? And in the box with my supplement was a, was a prescription drug card. I said, hey, use this prescription drug card and you can get XYZ benefits, um, whatever, 50% off all of your drugs. I said, well, that sounds like a really good deal, but you know, use prescription drugs. So I would definitely urge people to arrange their affairs so they don't need prescription drugs because prescription drugs properly prescribed are documented in the Journal of the American Medical Association, so it's not some fringe journal, to be responsible for the death of 107,000 hospitalized patients a year when prescribed properly. That's some pretty dangerous stuff. That's more dangerous, that's, you know, three times more dangerous than car accidents. I mean, this is a serious hazard, a serious hazard. The next thing I don't, I don't own, and this is very, very important, is I don't have student loans. 
Now, you're probably wondering, well, Dr. Dance, what's that got to do with it? Everything. Having student loans is a serious downer. It just puts an incredible uh, pall, a shadow, a weight over the individual's total life. It affects their every decision, encouraging them to think less optimistically. And uh, this is seriously unhealthy. How did I avoid student loans? Now, I want to tell you, when I went to school, even though it was in the dark ages back in the, in the 80s, um, I ate every other day for seven years in order to save money. And I sold my own clothes to, uh, well, I didn't have any money to buy clothes, all this to avoid student debt. Still, though, I had to borrow $10,000. This is back in the 80s. But the peace of mind of not having a debt was really priceless. I was able to be um, much more optimistic, much more energetic, and to do what I thought was important at the time. I didn't feel uh, trapped. What about mortgages? No mortgage. I lived with my mother until I was able to afford to build a house. And it was not until the mortgage for my medical building was paid off that I was even able to consider the negative impact medical care is having on my patients. Fortunately for them, I was able to pay off the mortgage in two years. But having a mortgage has a similar negative effect on you, where it can lead you to not even consider the negative impact um, your occupation is having on your health because you feel obligated and chained to pay off that mortgage. And this puts you in a position of accepting a lot of uh, circumstances that are really negative for your health and not even questioning them. Next, credit card balances, see mortgage. And again, this overshadows everything you do and has really a corrupting effect, uh, stifles your imagination, and again, it gets you to uh, submit to unhealthy conditions. It gives you the impression that you don't have a choice when actually you do. There's always, always choices. Next thing I don't own is a car. I don't own a car. Hmm. What's wrong with the car? Let's just say in a perfect world, the car has no emissions. Has no emissions. The problem with the car is it's sedentary. It's a lot of sitting. And what does that mean? Constipation. And uh, that's your intestine, the effect in your intestines. And what about the effect in your lungs? It's restricted breathing. Because I don't have a car, I do a lot more walking. So if I'm home, which is the edge of the jungle, and I want to go downtown, which is, I guess, a mile and a half, then I just, uh, you know, put on some sandals and start walking. Put a little backpack on, so in case I, you know, get my vegetables, I can put my vegetables in my backpack. So a car is definitely something you want to minimize your use of. Uh, Even when I lived in uh, civilization, I tried to minimize my use of the car, and I was really surprised at how difficult it was. But this is really worthwhile, minimizing uh, your use of the car and walking more places and using walking as a form of transportation. In the United States, this is a shocking concept. Um, here, uh, in a, uh, I don't know if it's a third world or second world country I live in, but uh, people actually use walking as a form of transportation. Now, because of do that, there are some cars here, um, 
people, even though they're walking long distances, sometimes their friends will stop and give them a ride the rest of the way. But um, walking is actually a form of transportation. So um, think about that. I would say even uh, attempt to work close enough to home where you actually walk to work. Now, when I was practicing medicine, my house and my office were two blocks away. So I did have a chance to uh, walk back and forth to work. What else do I not own? I do not own scented candles. One reason I'm aware of this is I uh, recently moved to a new house that I'm renting, and they had scented candles. I said, oh, my gosh, what an interesting concept. So what's wrong with scented candles? What's wrong with scented candles is most scented candles are scented with chemicals. And these are chemicals that compromise the health, chemicals that compromise breathing, chemicals that um, can cause allergy reactions. And so these are something to be avoided, scented candles. What else do I not hold? Room deodorizer. In this new home I moved into, there's room deodorizer, or there was, in every room and even in every bathroom. These are bad news. These things uh, give you lethargy, cancer, pain, tiredness. Forget it. So what do you do instead of scented candles and room deodorizers? What you can do is simply pick your favorite uh, essential oil, one obviously that agrees with you, and uh, you can simply mix it with a carrier oil. Carrier oil is an unscented oil. That would be something like uh, olive oil or walnut oil. And you put a tablespoon of the carrier oil, five drops of the scented oil, and you can put it on a tray, in a little tray, a little receptacle in the room. Or they have these votive candles. You put the votive candle underneath. The heat of the candle heats the oil, which is in a tray over it. And that puts a nice, pleasant scent in the room. Now, this works for you in your house, but because different people have different sensitivities, an essential oil that's very pleasing and fine for you could be um, very irritating for someone else. I do not own bug spray. I do not own bug spray. Bug spray is a poison, and uh, a lot of these bug sprays are actually nerve poisons. They poison the bug by paralyzing its nervous system. And they can be pretty bad for you too. So what do bug sprays kill? Well, bug sprays kill bugs that fly. They kill roaches and ants. And so what do I do for the flying insects? For the flying insects, we have bats. Yes, we have bats. The bats fly through the house and patrol and kill the flying insects. Yes, sirree, Bob. Uh, had I never gone to Panama, I never would have figured this out. Um, my indoctrination in the United States is that uh, they have rabies, they're filthy, and of course they kill people. Uh, that's not true. So I happened to encounter a veterinarian here in Panama, and so I was deathly afraid of bats, and he explained to me that the bats work on radar, and there's no chance, zero chance, of the bats bumping into me because they've got it all figured out and all the rest is food. And sure enough, uh, I've never had a bat bump into me. And they zip all around the house and they uh, police up the bugs. So that's the flying bugs. But what about 
the roaches and ants. This is the tropics. That means we got lots of both, and if you don't do anything, they will overrun your house, no matter how clean you are. So what do you do? Um, this got so bad that I decided I was literally going to have to move out of my house. I just would have to move because the roaches were so numerous and the ants, which is so, there's so many of them. Um, And I was just about to crumble and call an exterminator. I said, wait, wait. I'm going to try to do this myself. It must be a natural way. And so, of course, I went online and looked and looked and looked, and sure enough, there's a wonderful recipe. It works great. It's equal parts of peanut butter, sugar, and borax. Straw it together, add a little bit of water so it's not overly stiff, and you put a tablespoon on a piece of paper, roll it up, put it like behind the door so the, so the bugs can die in privacy, and uh, no, no roaches and no ants, and no exterminator services. So this means that I don't have to be poisoned. This is huge, huge, huge. Um, women who live in houses where they have exterminator services and lawn care actually have a higher incidence of breast cancer. These chemicals are absolutely, absolutely dangerous. So uh, I don't have exterminator services, and no, I don't have uh, lawn care. So we don't kill any weeds around here. <laughs> All right, there's a lot of action here in the uh in that room. All right, what else do I not have? I don't have perfume. Now why is it important not to have perfume? Again, a lot of perfume has quite a few uh synthetic chemicals in them and these synthetic chemicals intoxicate you and cause toxins in your in your skin and in your system and are, are harmful. Next is foundation. Now foundation is something you put uh, on your skin for those of you who don't know about it or don't buy it or maybe you're a guy and foundation covers up your blemishes and it's kind of what you put the rest of your makeup on top of. And um, I, don't, I don't own any of that. Uh, I don't use any of that. Now why would you not use that? it actually destroys your complexion. So the foundation, when you put it over your skin, it causes your skin to retain toxins, retain chemicals, and get uh, blemishes. So I don't use it because, of course, the blemishes, but obviously it's unhealthy for your skin as well. Lipstick. Again, the chemicals used in lipstick are not um, safe for human consumption. and It causes uh, your lips to peel and also contains poison. So... What do I do instead of lipstick? Well, just take a sip of beet juice and get things that a little bit reddened up there. And that's really it. You push comes to shove, I really got to have red lips. I just take a sip of beet juice. A moisturizer. Again, these moisturizers contain a tremendous amount of, of chemicals, uh, the little cells and others that, that uh, cause cancer. And so why bother? Why uh, bother at all? You can have your own moisturizer. If you're a purist, you can just take oil and blend it with water in the blender, and that's a moisturizer. That's that's cream. Or the other thing that you can do, which is what I do, 
is just uh, wet your skin, dry it off, and apply oil. Oil then forms an exclusive dressing, holding the moisture in, and boom, you've got soft, moist skin. And your eyeliner, don't own those either. Uh, Yoda is very interesting. Because the other were diet, the less dairy and less meat you eat, the less odor you have. So that's important that you don't even uh, have the odor in the first place. And the next thing, again, essential oils. Um, tea tree oil, lavender oil. Um, you can go for the nicer smelling ones like uh, chamomile oil, frankincense. So try out different essential oils that um, decrease the growth of these uh, bacteria and the the poisons. Next thing I don't own is toothpaste. Now a lot of uh, toothpaste, even the ones that are touted as healthy, contain uh, ingredients that are not so healthy. So what do I do with my teeth? I brush with either Listerine or baking soda and salt. And that's, that's pretty much it. That takes care of it. Another thing I don't own is I don't own a driver's license. I do not have a driver's license. The stress of wondering if they're going to renew my license or demand more money or who knows what I do. And so not having a driver's license is just an incredible experience. Yeah. That's it. I don't have a medical license. No medical license. I don't have to follow standard of care. This was a huge camp panel. For each it was a lot. Hi, this is Dr. Daniels. I'm sorry, my secondary backup internet was not uh, not so smooth. Okay, back online here. So talking about these store point cards, um, 
So it got to the point where I had so many cards, such a thick pile, that it was stressful standing there in front of the cash register, sorting through which card went to that store. And then finally, when I found the card, I would hand it to the cashier, and she would say, oh, I'm sorry, Dr. Daniels, your card's expired. Please complete this updated form. All right, so I complete the updated form. Oh, Dr. Daniels, you didn't realize that your purchases today are blah, 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 blah. And if you buy $10 more worth of stuff, then you get da, 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 da. So here I was being subjected to this delaying game, um, this shakedown at the cash register, and this upsell pitch. So now I have no store, store point cards. So I don't have the shakedown at the cash register. I don't have a delaying game looking for the correct points cards. And the ultimate stress I don't have is trying to redeem the points and being told they were expired. So by not having a points card, I totally opt out of this whole ridiculous, humiliating, abusive ordeal. And uh, it's it's a wonderful feeling. All I need is just a little bit of cash to pay for my little bitty purchases, and it's it's wonderful. Uh, when I first got here, I, I uh, went to the hardware store a lot because I was, you know, trying to fix things up a bit. And uh, so I said, well, well, we should get a points card for the hardware store. And they have a rule that all the points expire every, uh, I think it's three months or six months. So basically what happens is you never get to use the points. The the other thing is when you don't get the points cards, you don't give up your personal information. You don't get the whole barrage of junk mail. It just incredibly simplifies your life, and it just gives you a sense of peace. And then, of course, there's the miles cards. Again, uh, it's just like the points cards. You just, you're buying a lot of uh, harassment, and just for what? Um to have them route you 2,000 miles out of your way when you try and redeem the miles cards and treat you like a criminal when you try to redeem them. I was just talking to a lady the other day who wanted to use her miles card. She had apparently a lot of miles. And she had enough miles that she could fly all the way to India and back. Well, ha, ha, ha. They must have routed her on every single plane that had a spare unsold seat. And so she was literally flying all around the, the world in a very circuitous path to get to India. And it's a great distance enough to get to India. To say nothing of, they had redemption fees. Can you believe that? Redemption fees. She was stressed out just repeating the story to me. And so again, uh, I don't bother with those. I, I have nothing to do with it at all. I just, I don't uh, file for my miles. It's great. And again, when you have these cards, you're under surveillance at all times. You can feel like it. You've got to pull out the card for this, pull out the card for that. It's, it's amazing. The next thing I don't have is I don't have jewelry. Well, I do have a wedding ring, but that's it. That's it, my total, uh, total jewelry. And what does this do? I don't have any fear of being robbed of my jewelry. I'm not totally obsessed with protecting not only my jewelry, but my person, worrying that somebody might actually, you know, want to harm me to take jewelry because, well, I don't have any. 
Um, I have a friend who, whose uh, husband was worth uh, $6 million. And so, of course, her husband died you know, while they were living down here. And she decided she was going to go travel in the States uh, for six months. And so she asked me and my husband to babysit for her house. And so she was very concerned about her jewelry. She said, oh, my God. Because she, she, of course, had a schedule to keep, right? So she had to leave to catch a plane. And she didn't have time to secure her jewelry. And so she had amassed all of this jewelry, rolled it up in a cloth roll. And so we were supposed to take this jewelry to some bank somewhere and put it in a safe deposit box. Well, of course, our feeling was, ah, you know, forget it. We just put it in a drawer. And so... Um, she was totally obsessed and worried about this jewelry and its security during her trip. Of course, we told her not to worry, don't worry. Um, we did not, uh, of course, confess that the jewelry was not in the custody of the bank. But when she came back, uh, we produced her jewelry. There it was, um, everything there. But she literally lived in fear of losing the jewelry, in fear of her personal safety when she wore jewelry. And this is, this is very, very stressful. She also had, of course, very poor health. That's, who knows? The two may have been related. Next thing I don't have, I don't have a job. Yes, I don't have a job. Uh, now, if you believe the hype in the United States, you'll be very upset that you don't have a job. But not having a job, I don't have to worry about being fired. I don't have to endure an unsafe work environment. If I think something's unsafe, why? I just change it. I don't have an issue with fumes, uh, electromagnetic frequencies, dirty electricity, chemical exposures. Um, it's it's very nice. The next thing I don't have, then I'm a boss. No stress. If I want a good evaluation, I'll give myself one. Um, you know, if if I don't like my job performance, I'll give myself a different job to do. People cannot, uh, I don't think people can overestimate the stress that jobs put on people. I used to not believe in this. Like, oh, you know, a job, eh, who can you know? <laughs> Easy for me to say I didn't have a job. Uh, you know, I was just a doctor in my own medical office, and so I didn't have this whole boss thing to answer to. And many of my patients literally uh, had ailments totally related to their work. You give them a week off from work, two weeks off from work, boom, blood pressure goes down to normal. I'm like, wow, that is amazing. And so I say to the patient, well, did you, do you know that your, your job is killing you? This is dangerous. Well, I don't have a choice. I don't have a choice. I got, I got, I got bills to pay. I got to do this. I got to do that. And so um, having a job for many people is very damaging to their health. Well, I definitely say take a look into that. Nowadays, people are able to uh, work from home. And so that gives you a more friendly environment. So I guess the intermediate step would be to work from home. And, of course, the final step would be to work towards not having a job and having some other uh, method of supporting yourself. So what about things in my house that I don't have? I don't have a deep fryer. <laughs> I don't have a deep fryer because, well, we don't fry anything. Uh, fried food is definitely associated with, with more misery, more disability, and lower life expectancy. So eating a lot of deep fried food is going to give you more heart disease, more arthritis, and more fatigue. 
So if you have a deep fryer, definitely uh, consider giving it away. Microwave oven, don't have one of those either. Um, I gave away my microwave oven uh, somewhere in the 90s. We got it out of the house. Um, the problem with microwave is that it destroys the chemical bonds in the food and the nutritional value in the food. Now, some people say, oh, we've done these studies and uh, the vitamin E is uh, still vitamin E. Uh, it may appear to be vitamin E, but again, it's broken, and so it's not bioavailable. It's not useful to the person who eats it. So microwave food is a very bad idea. This is really hazardous when you go to restaurants. A lot of times restaurants will just take the plate and put it in the microwave just to give it a little finish off so everything's nice and warm for you. So microwave ovens are not safe. Uh, they're not good for your health, whether you use them at home or whether you eat at a restaurant that uses them. Next is fabric softener, dryer sheets, and even a dryer. Don't own any of those. Don't own fabric softener, don't own dryer sheets, and don't own a dryer. And so what does this mean? Uh, the dryer sheets have a lot of chemicals in them, and people get um, skin problems from dryer sheets, um, health problems, and allergy problems from them. So it's, uh, it's a good thing to get rid of your dryer sheets. So what do you do if you like this beautiful scent from your dryer sheets, but you don't want to get rid of them? Then what you do is you take a um, dry whitewash cloth for your whites, and just drop some essential oils on it that you like, maybe four or five drops, and toss it in the dryer. And at least it will scent your clothes. I don't know if it'll get rid of your static electricity. Another thing I don't have is I don't have new clothes. I buy my clothes used. That way someone else has already washed all the chemicals out of them. So I don't have the uh, new clothes formaldehyde smell. I don't have fire retardant in my clothes. So don't have all these chemicals um, in the clothes. Next thing I don't own is I don't own a bra. Don't own a bra. Now, what's that got to do with health? Well, it turns out that it actually is determined that wearing a bra chokes off the lymphatics that take toxins away from the breast and actually increase a woman's chances of getting breast cancer. So not owning a bra is a big deal. Now, some of you ladies will say, well, Dr. Daniels, I need um, <clears throat> a little more support than the average gale. So if you have a support issue, I would suggest trying getting all the dairy out of your diet. That will get you anywhere from two to four cup sizes you will lose. So uh, your cup size, your breast size, is actually very much under your control. So there's the, uh, the bra issue. Now, I stopped wearing a bra back when I was, uh, actually since I left home, so I was 18 years old, uh, because... I could never find one that was comfortable. They all seemed to be a little bit binding. But of course, they're supposed to be binding. But bras are very bad for your health. Bad news. Uh, don't bother. Other thing I don't own is I don't own a television that works. So I'm renting a house, and it came with some televisions, uh, which were tacked to the wall. And they're still tacked to the wall, but they're not plugged in or turned on, or they have no signals coming to them. So what is the importance of not having a television, and how does that help your health? Well, the commercials on the television advertise extremely unhealthy food and make it extremely appealing. And what they do then is they put these emotional messages and attach this emotional feeling to a piece of extremely unhealthy food. And so 
when you see this unhealthy food, you're actually conditioned to experience this emotion, whether it's happiness, whether it's love, whether it's hopefulness. And so if you don't have a television, then you don't get the programming. The other thing a television transmits is public service announcements. So you miss the public service announcements that have been written for you by the industry to make you unhealthy. And so just... Uh, cut the television off, and that alone, people find when they cut off the TV, it's so much easier for them to adopt healthy habits because they don't have that competing message, and they don't have that emotional um, reprogramming and misinformation, that emotional embedded message in the unhealthy foods and even unhealthy habits. Uh, Next thing I don't have, I don't have a radio. I don't have a radio that does American stations or Spanish-speaking stations, so no radio at all. I remember when I was in the United States, I would listen to the radio, and um, I like country music. Because of all the music, it was actually the least, uh, the least uh, disruptive, I felt, at the time. But all uh, radio, whether it's, uh, country, contemporary, rock, new age, rap, whatever it is, has emotional triggers uh, built into the songs, built into the format. And this is very negative programming um, that gives people uh, a vision of, of hopelessness. I'll give you an example. There's this song, the country song, and it has lyrics, uh, if you drink, no, this starts with obey the law, if you drink, don't drive, do the watermelon crawl. Now, that sounds like a really just a harmless, entertaining lyric, right? Unless you listen to it, and it's not sung that way. It's sung, obey the law, the rest at a much lower volume, and then the last word, crawl. So the real message to your subconscious is obey the law, crawl. And it's this kind of repetitive programming that gives people a sense of helplessness, hopelessness, um, depletes their energy, depletes their nutrition, and this leaves them in a very vulnerable, unhealthy state. What else do I not have? I don't have a newspaper. I don't have a newspaper. Uh, I wanted to wash the glass, and uh, you know, if you put vinegar on newspaper, then you can clean the glass, you know, the windows. And so I said, oh, that's a good idea. I'm going to do that. I didn't have a single shred of newspaper in the house. So those are the things that I don't have and things that you might consider um, getting rid of, discontinuing. So I don't, I don't have a newspaper. As far as the daily news, if I need news, well, my neighbors tell me what's going on or they, you know, if I need to know about something uh, local. That's the way I do it. So if people have questions, they can click their button here. And we have a few minutes left to answer questions. I'd like to remind people to go visit um, vitalitycapsules.com and check out our question answer session that's coming up in, uh, in about a week here. Yeah, a week, week and a half. So that's vitalitycapsules.com. <laughs> All right, so we've got a lot of uh, comments here. 
in the chat room. All right. How are you learning Spanish, Doc? I'm learning Spanish on the Internet, a site called Live, L-I-V-E, Moca, M-O-C-A dot com. They teach you how to read it, how to speak it, and how to write it. Very interesting. Okay. So someone says, I have a friend who's on disability. Her career is keeping her doctor appointments. She gets tests and procedures right and left. Exactly. So once you're on disability, it's really just the beginning. To maintain your disability, often you have to submit to um, torture and mutilation in order to continue uh, your disability. All right, so we have a question here. Hello. Hi, you're on the air. What's your question? Hello? Yep, I can hear you. Uh, Dr. Daniels, what about the toxicity of the computer? The toxicity of the computer, yes. I do own one of those. Yes, the computer the computer is toxic. It's challenging, however, to um, protect yourself from the computer. Um, that is, a, for me, it's been a very big learning curve to decide what to do, how, and when. Uh, the best I can figure uh, is you need to put a... Um, there's transparent screens you can put over the front of the computer so it doesn't radiate out towards you. And um, there are grounding plugs. I personally have installed grounding plugs, which are pretty reasonable. They're about uh, $3 a grounding plug on Amazon. Um, my next um, move will be to get a, um, I guess the word would be a cage, really. Um, so to put myself, in the cage, um, put my electronic cords outside the cage, and to use Ethernet only for the computer, not Wi-Fi. Now, as I say that, um, we started this show with Ethernet, but it failed, and we had to go to Wi-Fi. So you have to do the best you can with the um, with the situation and technology that you have. Okay, question in the chat room. If a doctor actually healed a patient, would the patient die of shock? Huh. No, I think the doctor might because the doctors have a long history of doing what they do and they haven't seen anyone get better, so they would literally die of shock. Oh, my God, this patient got better. How did that happen? And many people have experienced this. Um, when they use natural methods, they're going to see doctors, but they'll use natural methods alongside what the doctor's doing They'll go back to see a doctor and the doctor will say, how did you get better? What did you do? And so the doctors realize that what they are doing does not um, Another question. Uh, um, you know, I don't can't really question. Sure, I can tell you about bats because uh, they come 
but that bats really don't bother people. They zip around, um, and unless you're walking into a bat cave with a few hundred bats hanging from the ceiling, you really don't need to worry about encountering uh, bats because they have incredible radar and they uh, avoid you. They really do a good job. I was Okay, let's see what else we have. Yes, this person says, um, if the radio songs saying about big, happy families, that would probably become the norm more so than cheating, lying, and selfishness. The other issue, from to expect that if they have a family, it won't be happy. And that's really unfortunate because um, having a family can really be the source of happiness. And it's actually uh, kind of a done-for-you thing, you know. Kids are fed out automatically because they're breastfed. You know, it, 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 it's kind of rigged in your favor there. For today, we'll see you back next week. And next week, we have an interesting topic. I think it's from the mouth of authority. So we're going to talk about um, uh, about medicine, about healthcare, about its safety, and about its effectiveness. So not me, them, their information. All right. So we will see you again next week. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.